Welcome to the Mothers Who Know podcast. We're so glad you're here today. Karen is the Parent Support Specialist at Life Changing Services. She is an educator and trainer serving women and families in pain, trauma, or other life challenges. Karen shares a message of standing strong in any storm through the power and grace of our Savior. Something Karen likes to share is the power of personal declarations. Really quickly, we'll share hers today. I am a fearless warrior for Jesus Christ. I stand strong for his great cause of truth and freedom. I am connected with the Savior at all times, committed to fulfill the plan for my life that we make together. I am filled with the light of Jesus Christ and stand proudly in my own truth. We'll now turn the time to Karen. Hope you enjoyed the podcast today. I'm excited you're here because I am really extremely passionate about the truths that I have a testimony of that I've learned through the Spirit. Several years ago, I was in a place where I was really sick emotionally and spiritually. How can I have so much truth in my life? How can I know that the gospel of Jesus Christ is true? How can I have all these beautiful, capable people that I have stewardship over and feel so lonely? And like I'm not doing anything right when I have so much truth. What is wrong with that picture? I was scared and pretty miserable and really believing a lot of false things in my head. But to me, they were extremely true because I knew that if they're in my head going around and around and they've been there for so long, that is true about me. I keep acting like this, behaving like this, feeling like this. That must mean that that is my truth. I am defined by the way that I feel, the evidence that I can see that I'm not doing it right, that I'm not feeling right, that I'm not okay. I would still get up every day just like you do, and I would get her done. Get up and get her done, say, here I go. And then my son, we discovered that he was dealing with an addiction in his life to some sexual misbehaviors. And we were devastated because not in one million years could anyone have come to us and said that this boy who was so incredible would be dealing with this. And that now he needed some assistance. We found a program called the Sons of Helaman that revealed to him that he was an amazing young man, that everything that he'd heard about him was true, and that he could be that guy. You can't doubt how powerful you are, that there's a divineness about you being a son of the living God that is so powerful and so dangerous and so incredibly awesome because you have a mission to fulfill, and because of that, that makes you a formidable target to the adversary, someone who would like to take you out and not allow you to do those things. And then he also was taught in this program to have a healthy respect for the adversary, to just understand if you know that you're going to war every day with an enemy, you need to know what his tactics are, what he's up to, and what he does to try to defeat you. And so he trained on that, having a healthy respect for the adversary and gaining tools on how to do that. And then the next thing he learned, and it was the thing that changed my life, 
Next thing he learned was that you cannot win and you can't fake it. You cannot win unless you're fighting with and for our Savior Jesus Christ in his great cause of freedom to vanquish our enemy and stand for truth and righteousness and 100% liberty about our agency. Our agency is so important. And so my son learned I'm a warrior. I think like a warrior. I act like a warrior. I talk like a warrior. I pray like a warrior. I write like a warrior. I have become this warrior in my heart. Through those tools and through that truth, it helped him so much to change and to overcome his addiction. But when I tell you the thing that changed my life the most was learning and thinking a lot about the sons of Helaman. So I started reading about and studying about the mothers of the sons of Helaman and just that whole story. I'm a mother of a son of Helaman. Like he's in this program and he's fighting for his very soul to overcome an addiction and I'm his mother. And I described how I was feeling when all this showed up in my personal life. I started considering those women, those mothers of the sons of Helaman. And I started considering their story and how their sons were able to testify. In the talk that Julie Beck gives, she coined the phrase, mothers who know. And I respect every word she says in this talk. In the Book of Mormon, we read about 2,000 exemplary young men who are exceedingly valiant, courageous, and strong. Yea, they were men of truth and soberness. And they had been taught to keep the commandments of God and to walk uprightly before him. These faithful young men paid tribute to their mothers. They said, our mothers knew it. I would suspect that the mothers of Captain Moroni, Mosiah, Mormon, and other great leaders also knew. Then she goes on to say, the responsibility mothers have today has never required more vigilance. More than at any time in the history of the world, we need mothers who know. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. However, mothers need not fear. This was the key. When mothers know who they are and who God is and have made covenants with him, they will have great power and influence for good on their children. With my son in a program called The Sons of Helaman and me being a mother of the Sons of Helaman, despite my efforts to be a mother who knew or could be the kind of mother that my son would say, I did not doubt my mother knew it, that God would deliver me, and that if I keep my covenants and I'm strong and faithful, that God will deliver me. I struggled with that because I thought that is what I've taught him. And I thought I'd checked all the boxes to teach him that, doing all the things the prophet had asked me to do. But yet, here he was, not being delivered. He was in a place where it was extremely uncomfortable, very scary. And something that, as a mother, I was in great fear because I thought, if he doesn't fix this, we are in big trouble. Because something we've learned is there's power in saying, this is real. This happens to noble, great sons of God, and it's happening every day. And now it's happening to noble, great daughters of God and at a much higher rate than we would expect. 
because of the world we live in, because of the difficulty that we face in the world being so skewed to what God's views are, to stand as mothers in this day and not lose our confidence and the righteousness that we know we're here to protect because the world is so loud. What they hear and live in, it's hard to say, here's the truth. Unless you're a mother who can stand, just like Sister Beck said, mothers need not fear. When mothers know who they are and who God is and have made covenants with him, they will have great power and influence for good on their children. So what I noticed when I was sitting in that place where I wasn't feeling very emotionally and spiritually healthy or physically healthy, and then this addiction in my son's life showed up, I had a choice because I felt like I was at a crossroad. And I felt like, who lied? Like, what's going on? I'm having a hard time feeling the sun, even though I'm standing in the sun, even feeling the effects of its warmth and that it's beautiful and that I feel great here. I just feel like I can see it. I know I'm in it, but why can't I feel it? That was happening with the gospel of Jesus Christ in my heart, in my life. Now I wondered, this is excellent evidence that I'm a terrible mother and that I'm doing everything wrong. And this is stellar evidence that it's my fault. There's something wrong with me because I have stewardship over this family. But most of all, I'm just a mother in my house. That's who I am. So listen to this story as if you were not a member of the church. Let me tell you this ancient story from thousands of years ago that is so inspiring for our day. There's this group of people called Lamanites. And these Lamanites are very set on destroying the Nephites because of the traditions of their fathers. They just believe the Nephites are bad and that they've taken things of theirs that belong to them right down to their birthrights. And so they hate the Nephites and they're a bloodthirsty people who don't believe in God and they don't fear God in any way, but they are very intent and passionate about killing all the Nephites till all the Nephites are dead. So they don't like any of the Nephites. During this time, there is some wayward Nephites. They're not doing what their parents want them to do, and they start breaking God's commandments because Nephites really believe in God, and they really love God, and they try to keep all of his commandments. And so what's happening is these boys have this great experience in their life where their hearts are changed, and they recognize that if they repent, they can receive this great forgiveness and move forward and help other people who felt just like they did when they were in darkness and not choosing what they should choose. And so because they felt so strongly about everybody knowing this truth that they had now realized from being bad boys, now turning their hearts around and feeling the love of God in their life, and knowing that our Savior, Jesus Christ, made all the difference for them in making them feel better and empowered. They wanted everybody to know what they knew. So they were so intent on, I want to be a missionary. I'm going to go tell everybody 
of God and that he can save us. And so the people that they felt so strongly about teaching were these bloodthirsty Lamanites. Nobody had taught them this truth for years and years. So with great fear for their parents, I'm sure their parents were thinking, you're going to what? You're going to go be missionaries for these bloodthirsty people who whenever they see a new fight, they kill them? You're going to go be missionaries for them. And so they did. They went to be missionaries. And what happened was there was a group of people, one of these boys, he was able to convert so many of these Lamanites. And it was a whole community of these Lamanites. This is where I'm inspired by this story as a mother. All of these men and women, they had families that they loved. They loved their children. They protected their kids and they taught their kids all their lives. We hate Nephites. We fight Nephites. We train really hard to be the best at killing them and fighting them because that's what we're passionate about, is making sure that they are all dead because of what they've taken from us. And we believe these traditions of our fathers. They end up going and teaching this group of people. And here they are, these mothers, these fathers. Their hearts are touched and changed because they recognize the truth and the light that comes when Jesus Christ is in their life and what he can do for them. So what happens is they end up, they end up burying all of their weapons of war in the ground and taking an oath to never touch them again. Then they go with these Nephite missionaries to their land, their Nephite land, because they know now that they have chosen to believe in God and to stop fighting the Nephites, that all their brethren, all the Lamanites are going to be angry with them and try to hurt them because it's so against what they should be believing. And so they go to the land where the Nephites live, a place called Jershon, where these Nephites say, we're going to protect you and you can live here with us. And so what happened is pretty soon the Lamanites were so fierce in coming to find them and wanting to kill them and trying to attack them that the fathers decided there's no other way to do this except for stand and fight. We've got to break our oath because it's not right that all of these Nephites are laying their lives down for us when really we just have caused so much trouble here. These men and women believed in their oath that they had taken to bury their weapons and not to be a bloodthirsty people anymore, that they even were willing to sacrifice their very lives in battle, just kneel down and be wounded and killed because they refused to fight. I want to compare my findings with that part of the story. God has changed me so much that I need to bury my weapons and I need to make a new plan and make new covenants and understand who I really am and what I really want to be. That's something I realized as a mother of a son of Helaman. I hadn't made a covenant truly, deeply in my heart. I was not converted to my belief in Jesus Christ and the miracles he could do in my life. And I was still carrying weapons around that sounded like this. I am in charge of this family. I do all things for this family. 
whether this family is successful or it fails, it's on my shoulders. I am completely in charge of the success and failure of this family. Uh, so that was something I was carrying around that I needed to bury. I needed to learn how to bury that and to rely on the Lord and his power to deliver my family and protect us. I also was carrying around a weapon that kind of looked like this. I'm pretty amazing. Look at what I've done. Look at all this stuff I've done. I have this many kids. I've figured out this many things. I check all the boxes that the prophet tells me to check. I do lots of cool stuff. But it's not about you, Karen. You're not in charge of my work and my glory to bring to pass the immortality and eternal life of your children. That's my work and my glory. So I had to learn to bury that. I'm supposed to be a mother that just enhances your efforts so that you can do your work, that it's not up to me, that it's not me that makes all the difference, that I just do my very best and then you make up the difference when it comes to mother stuff. It was a big thing to learn. And then the other thing that I had to bury was that feeling of, I can do this. I can fix this. I can help my son enough. I can love him enough. I can gut it out enough. I can save this situation. And I had to recognize there are some situations in my life that I was completely powerless in. And one of those was recognizing that I have no power in my son's agency and that he had to take up all that power and use it himself and allow God to do his job with him. Karen, your job is to figure out how can you learn to fight with and for the Savior for his great cause of freedom, just like your son is. How can you do that? And how can you trust him enough to know that he's there for you and that he's going to be there for you? I was in a place where I could act like a mother who my son could say and testify of me that I do not doubt my mother knew it. But my heart and what I believe inside my head and the way that I feel inside does not match that at all. I don't have that confidence and I don't have that testimony and conviction. And so that's where this story came in. These young men, valiant for courage, said, don't break your oaths, we'll go to war for you. Those mothers of the sons of Helaman, they believed in their covenant that they made so much, so fiercely, and they must have lived it so intently that their sons could stand not being trained warriors in battle and still be so scary and formidable to the Lamanites when they came to attack them that they were even afraid of these young men because of their ferocity and how they fought, even though I'm sure they noticed they don't really fight right. It doesn't matter how we fight because we're fighting with God. It doesn't matter what we look like when we fight. What matters is what we know inside and that we believe God is going to deliver us just like our mothers taught us. For me, it became this great effort to find what my son found, his foundation. And so in Helaman 5.12, if I build upon the rock of my Redeemer, who is Christ, the Son of God, 
I will not fall. That no matter how much the adversary throws at me and how many storms he sends and when all of his hail and all of his storms beat upon me, that it'll have no power over me to drag me down to the gulf of misery and endless woe because of the rock, my savior, that I'm built upon. It's a foundation whereon if I build, I cannot fall. My son taught me that. Watching him go through this addiction recovery, he taught me that truth. And it was him creating that truth in his life that he allowed me to watch that taught me in his youth, he knows so much more about finding the Savior than I know in my 40s. When he went on his mission, he finally got on his mission and fought so hard to become worthy to go on his mission. I wrote him a letter the first month of his mission and I said, I am so inspired by you and thank you for helping me to see that there's so much more in the gospel of Jesus Christ that I can have to enhance my life and bring me peace and power that I didn't realize. And because you've given me a glimpse of that, through your example, I am your first convert. And I told him that for the next two years that he was on his mission, that no effort would be too great for me to also embark on my own personal mission, and it was to do everything I could to find what he found. So that's what I went to work doing, just creating as much evidence as I could about the Savior and how the Savior strengthened me if I was fighting with him and for him. We know the Savior, he's our champion. We know that he's our captain. We know that he's our redeemer and our master. But we don't truly know that he fights for us and with us until we can do exactly what my son learned and what I've learned, and it is to have a healthy respect for the adversary, to understand not just that he exists and that he's real and that he's trying to destroy our families and he's trying to do all those things that will thwart our progress, but that he is also in our very lives, my very life, Karen Broadhead, the reason I was so emotionally sick, so spiritually sick, had lost so much power and casted away so much of my confidence and was at a very scary crossroad when my son and his adversity showed up and believing that I was the worst mother in the world. The reason that that happened is because I did not know how to identify just how subtle and relentless the adversary can be in our lives as women and how his every effort is to take us out. To take us out as women and mothers in this day that have to stand strong and courageous. To take out our confidence. To take out our belief. To fill us with fear and anxiety about the world we live in and how to parent children in this world. You're the reason for this problem, Karen. If you don't fix it, no one will fix it. So I want to just read you a quote by Elder Kleppengott. Whenever the adversary cannot persuade imperfect yet striving saints such as you to abandon your belief in a personal and living God, he employs a vicious campaign to put as much distance as possible between you and God. He said, whenever the adversary knows that he's dealing with a woman who's a covenant-keeping woman, who's good, and there's no way 
he's going to persuade a covenant-keeping woman to just abandon her belief, then what he will do is employ a vicious campaign to put as much distance as possible between you and God. That's his vicious campaign. I was feeling that. The adversary knows that faith in Christ, the kind of faith that produces a steady stream of tender mercies and even mighty miracles, goes hand in hand with a personal confidence that you are striving to choose the right. Are we never good enough? Why did we never do it quite right? Why does it never seem to work out? Why are we always comparing ourselves to that other mother that's even cooler, that does it right? How come I can't seem to get this right? So it's this huge lie that we're believing in our head that's affecting our confidence. And the adversary knows that about women. So he knows, I know how to affect their confidence. And even when they're choosing the right, they're going to feel like they're wrong. He's trying to put distance between you and God. He's trying to decrease your confidence and to get you to notice that even when you're choosing the right, you're all wrong. Those are huge things to notice as a woman. He's trying to seek access to your heart to tell you lies. Lies that the Heavenly Father is disappointed in you. That the atonement is beyond your reach. That there is no point in even trying. That everyone else is better than you. That you are unworthy. And a thousand variations of that same evil theme. Can I just say I am so happy that our... Apostles and prophets reveal and shine light on this for us. And I want to testify that it's important for us to take closer notice of the things that they teach us about the adversary and what he does and be more thoughtful about what that looks like in our life because it can change your life. Every morning when you put your feet on the ground, you're showing up for battle. It's with a bully an enemy who knows there's no way he can get you to abandon your belief, but he can make you feel like you can't connect to God and you don't know how. No matter how much you choose the right and try really, really hard, you're not doing it right. And everybody else is better than you. All these things he mentioned, and it's all with that purpose to decrease your confidence. Can you see his tactic there with women and mothers? If I can decrease your confidence in your ability to be a courageous mother in these latter days when I'm screaming my head off all around you in this world, and your children can hear all of the enticing mixed messages all around them, how in the world can you stand with all of your heart in the face of that kind of battle and not have any awareness of it. That's what this is about. Testifying of the Savior and His truth and how it's in us. And with that, we can stand with courage and fight for His great cause of freedom as mothers in these latter days with great confidence. As long as you allow these voices to chisel away at your soul, you cannot approach the throne of God with real confidence. Whatever you do, whatever you pray for, whatever hopes for a miracle you may have, 
there will always be just enough self-doubt chipping away at your faith, not only your faith in God, but also your confidence in yourself. Living the gospel in this manner is no fun. So that's what I was noticing, right? I had so much truth in my life. I knew I was standing in the sun. Why couldn't I feel it? What was going on? Living the gospel in this manner is no fun. But I had no skill, no knowledge, nothing to identify that that's what was happening. I just thought, there is something wrong with me. And I am a mess. And this big, huge thing showing up with my son's addiction and several other things, because we don't just get one hard thing, right? We get lots of hard things. This is the perfect evidence that you're a mess. Living the gospel in this manner is no fun, nor is it very healthy. And I have a testimony of that. Above all, it is completely unnecessary, exclamation point. I had to bury lots of the weapons that said, it's not my fault. I've checked all the boxes. I'm doing my part. And look, they're all falling apart. So the decision to change is yours and yours alone. I know that there is great power and great confidence to be found in truth. And we have all the truth we need in the gospel of Jesus Christ. But there is some truth in the gospel of Jesus Christ that has to do with our enemy that we don't pay enough attention to. That if we could just know more about that and how to kick the adversary's trash. Just how to tell him, listen, I can see you. I'm recognizing what you're up to and we are not going there. So this training is about skills in standing confident and overcoming the adversary's tactic to get us to believe that we can't be close to God really, really and talk to him that he wants to hang out with us and decrease the confidence that we want in our lives that has everything to do with every promise we've been given, especially because we're covenant-keeping women. And because we keep covenants, that power and that glory is a promise that can be ours. The family, a proclamation to the world, points out that our world has such differing views from God. How can we, as mothers, first and foremost, learn to fight our battles really well so that we don't allow the adversary to chip away at our confidence. This is for any mother, any age, grandmother, young mother, because we all are dealing with this and the adversary is laughing his head off that so many of us good women are going around tormented and we think it's us. And so I'm here to reveal that. I'm just here to say, please can I share with you what I know? It will change your life, and it will change your family. Start memorizing one sentence at a time, that family, a proclamation to the world. Because if we know exactly where God stands on scary things that are uncomfortable for us to talk about, our confidence increases. And when we have to use our mouth to testify to our children or other people who don't understand our views, And in our day, they sound like we're intolerant and that we don't have love and we don't have feelings for people. And the fact of the matter is we do. 
and that affects our confidence. But if we have it in our mind, it's in our mind, what God says about those things, we can stand with lots more courage in our day and talk much more confidently without the discomfort about those things if we just know the simple sentences. Have an incredible day and know that you have so much truth. Thank you for joining with Karen today on the Mothers Who Know podcast. We also recommend Like Dragons Did They Fight podcast, the Eternal Warrior podcast, and Clark and Linda Show podcast. Also want to invite you to email us if you have any questions or would like to just leave us a message or get a hold of us. You can email us anytime at motherswhoknow at lifechangingservices.org or you can email Karen at Karen at mompowertraining.com. You can also find us on Instagram at mothers underscore who know and also on Facebook under Mothers Who Know. We hope to see you in Warrior Mothers Who Know or in Mom Power Training, another class that Karen teaches. You can find out information about it at mompowertraining.com. We hope you enjoyed the podcast today. We'll see you next time.